three red hot altcoins. We used a secret app to identify three of the trendiest altcoins on Twitter. At the end of the episode, we'll let you know if we'd buy them or avoid them. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be discussing three of the trendiest altcoins on Twitter, and we're going to decide if they're good buys or if they're complete trash. So we've been using this secret app for a little while now, and it's been really handy in terms of identifying trendy Twitter altcoins. And we understand that the viewers, the listeners, our audience doesn't necessarily have a ton of time to A, identify these projects, but B, spend time researching them and figuring out, are they actually a viable investment or should it, should they just be avoided at all costs because they simply are just trendy Twitter altcoins mm. that a bunch of random accounts are talking about? Yeah, for sure. You know, you always have to be careful on Twitter or, as, or should we say X about legions of anonymous accounts pumping coins, right? Because you don't know who these people are. They could all be the same person. They could be involved with the projects. You just never know, right? So that's why we are going to make this kind of a new series of ours where we talk about the trending coins that are, you know, always, you always see them on Twitter. People are pumping them, dumping them, whatever. We're going to always keep you guys in the loop about which ones are trendy or actually good that you should check out or which ones you should completely avoid. Okay. So which you, let's jump right into the one which is currently, at the time of recording, absolutely ripping. Yep. Making all-time highs. Every time I go on X, it's just the only one people are talking about, and that is ATOR. Okay. So what do we think? So what is, what is ATOR? First of all, what do they do, and what are they trying to do? And, and you know, let's get into it. So ATOR kind of reminds me of a project that a lot of people or OGs might be familiar with, and that's Helium. Right. So Helium was a project more along the lines of the internet of things. And it was a hardware where you could mine the tokens by giving off your bandwidth. So a Tor is encouraging wide adoption of a Tor network. And it's a private decentralized network. So you're not tracked online. You can keep that on anonymity. And I think there's a lot of security and safety for users of the web. So you're not traced. And I like what Tor network is, but a Tor kind of has latched itself onto it and it's not really an official relationship. Yeah, it's, and if you go on the website and you hear people talk about it, you would think that it's the same team. Like they, it's almost like without outright saying they're officially partnered with them or it's the same team, they kind of allude to that fact. They never actually say it, but when you dig into it or you ask in the telegram, they're not. It's not affiliated at all. But you know, as you said, Tor browser, decentralized, hides your IP address. You know, it's where the dark web exists. So it kind of has a lot of the same values as crypto, decentralized, anonymous, all that kind of stuff. Um, so a Tor is it's kind of, their whole thing is there, it strengthens the Tor browser with on-chain awards. So you can contribute to this whole internet and anonymity thing as a Tor relay and receive the ATOR token yeah. through this proof of uptime protocol, right? And the ATOR router, it allows you to connect to Tor on any network, public Wi-Fi and all that. But 
as we said, it's not officially partnered with them, even though it's working with them and kind of piggybacking on what they're doing. And then kind of makes me think, how many people actually use the Tor browser and the Tor network? Yes, yeah, so Onion browser. And at the bottom of the page, it even says, not subsidiary or affiliated to Tor in any way. So they're latching themselves onto a Onion browser, which I don't think I've ever heard anybody uses. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm just oblivious. I don't know. Yeah, it's a dark web. It's dark web stuff. It's dark web stuff. Yeah. But they only have two to three million daily active users. Not much considering there's nearly 8 billion people on the planet. Yeah. And most people are using Chrome um, or Mozilla, if you will, from yeah. a, a Web3 perspective. So right now, the claim is that the Onion browser via Tor is slow. It's cumbersome. Uh, there's only 7,000 nodes. So the only way to increase the speed and adoption is to bring in ATOR. And what, what will happen is they incentivize people to provide unused bandwidth where you receive these ATOR tokens to help increase the speed and scalability and decentralization. Right. But when, when you're a browser that nobody uses, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's, there's certainly some things, you know, when we do truth about and we review altcoins, we always look at certain things. So if you go on the website, ATOR website, super simple, not a lot of information on the website. No. Like some of the buttons don't work. There was, a, I think one of the buttons, it was like uh, ecosystem or something. It's dashboard doesn't do anything. Not live yet, I guess. Uh, no information about the team on the website. No. Could you find any information about the team? I found uh, one, one like they brought in some new guys. New tokenomics advisor was doxed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. To be fair, there are a lot of uh, doxed teams out there. Um, you know, Richard Hart was doxxed. Yeah, for sure. It's not the be all end all. Agreed. But it's something that you have to consider. Yes. The fact that the website's super simple, doesn't have a lot of information. This thing is massively pumped this year. Yeah. It's up over 10X in 2023, which not a lot of coins are. Uh, 75% of tokens in circulation, 50 million fully diluted. So, you know, for, and you own the Telegram group, there's not that many people in there. All right. Like less than 2,000. Yeah. So. $50 million fully diluted market. The other thing they have to kind of rely on too is the hardware manufacturing as well. Yep. Who the hell is, who the hell has the equipment supply chain rigged up as a crypto project to even start manufacturing and sending these hardware components out as well? Yeah, like I think, I think the reason this is pumped so hard one is because of all these anonymous Twitter accounts, which fair enough, you know, they do a good job of pumping and dumping tokens, which you know, questionable. Yeah. But I think people buy into this whole like, oh, anonymous, decentralized, secret Tor browser, dark web. It's cool, right? Like it's it's the next wave of. But when you actually dig into the technology, I just feel like I don't know. If this thing was at like a $3 million market cap or a $5 million market cap, maybe, yeah. I would maybe consider it. But for me, right now, you're buying the all-time high of this coin, and I think it's going to massively dump. I'm avoiding it. I'm avoiding it as well. The fact that there's just really nobody uses Onion Browser. If I do, correct me wrong. Uh, if you guys do, you know, maybe there are some people out there, but you're latching yourself onto a browser who hasn't even acknowledged that you exist or helping them out. Yeah, You, got, you have the manufacturing, the hardware components. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm staying away from a tour. I don't care if it keeps pumping. It's just not worth the risk to me uh, yeah. at this stage. It's just for sure. So that's going to be an avoid from us. All right. Which one do you want to mention next? Let's jump into, let's jump into the, the next one. Uh, <laughs> and I do that because it's Nexa. Nexa. This one has a higher uh, fully diluted market. It's actually sitting at around 140 million fully diluted. Yeah. Market. Saw a huge pump back in the day. Uh, but since then, it's kind of fizzled out a little bit. Yep. But it's seen a lot of attraction again on Twitter. For sure. It has a massive market cap, nearly 200 million, as you mentioned, and only 10% of tokens in circulation. That's always a red flag. 
the reason is for that, I did look into that, is it's how it's rewarded. So it's going to take, I think, something like 140 years. So the max supply is 21 trillion, but it's the same way that Bitcoin does it. So they're mined. Okay. So when Bitcoin first started out, it was at really low okay, interesting. supply as well. Right. So yeah, I guess it, it's, it's not like a vesting schedule. Or yeah. Anything. So maybe not as bad as I thought where you could just get dumped on. Correct. And it's interesting because maybe it's, it's, it is, it's a proof of work. It's like a proof of work scalable yeah. blockchain, right? Yes. But so, and again, like, all right, you go on the website, you know, it's a Nexa, a digital economy with capacity for all. It's the most scalable layer one blockchain ever built. You know, seen you've that every time. seen that every time. It'll handle over 10 billion transactions per day. EVM like smart contracts. It sounds like it's basically trying to sell itself as a proof of stake, but with proof of work security, which, you know, like a Cadena or something like that, which kind of attracts me to it. But there's maybe a few things that I don't like about it. And, and I don't know, we can get into that as well. One thing I do like though, is that, it's a layer one financial blockchain built by Bitcoin Unlimited. So this is an organization founded in 2015 to provide Bitcoin full node software with massive scaling. Uh, it's a tool to raise block size limits without splitting the network. Mm. So the fact that they do have this back in there built by a project, uh, a company that's actually been around since 2015, I do like. Right. What I don't like is the, way, is the wording on the website. So they go, uses enormous scaling uh power of mining and it goes ultra scalable like soon a new tech like i don't like a lot of these like pumpy pumpy yeah, words yeah, on a sure. website just kind of like a little off-putting to me in a way yeah uh, they said well hand it will handle over 10 billion transactions per day enough for the whole world to use like yeah. really yeah i doubt it it's a far <laughs> it's a it's a, a far-fetched claim and yeah i haven't really proved it yet i mean they they did they recently released the nexa mobile wallet for ios and android which i do like um, the whole mining thing. I think for me, honestly, the the red, not the red flag, the reason that I won't be buying Nexa right now uh, is because of the the massive, I mean, $200 million fully diluted market cap. That's big. Yeah, that's fucking big. For what's going on. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of projects that we talk about in this show that have 20, 30, 50, even $100 million market cap. These guys are nearly 200 million. And I don't know. This it's not on any DEXs. It's not on any big exchanges. Yeah, that's that's one thing I don't, really don't like because, you know... Um, they're Mexi. They're Mexi. Yeah. And speaking to some people who deal with exchange listings, I know that Mexi receives X amount of tokens and they just dump them immediately. Yep. Which is why Mexi is kind of like a unreputable exchange, if you will. For sure. So I don't like that when you're only listed on Mexi. This, what I do like though is that they do have a fully docs team. Although we said it's not the be all and end all, yep. they're all but they're all OG Bitcoin miners from the from the get go. Yep. To me, I think they. To me, it seems like nobody had any pre sale or pre mine. You can't. But they started the project. They mined a whole bunch and then sold them, and that's why I had that huge sell off. Yep. Um, I looked at what what the rest of their twenty three rest of you know we just uh, spoke to the founder of Alliance Block, and they got me fucking hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what's outcome, what's coming for the rest of the year? They have a market cap of like sixty million. Yeah. Okay, the rest of the year for Nexa, tokenized app to easily launch projects, instant transaction service, cold storage wallets, various partnerships. Yeah, that's the rest of the year. That's boring as fuck. Yeah, I mean, unless the partnerships are super fire, but like, yeah, yeah. but like compared to what Next um, Alliance Block is yeah. doing and what they actually are, and we've seen it, it's like, holy shit, that's exciting, and that's a project with $60 million. For sure, less than half of their market cap. Yeah, I think for me, Nexa, it's like, I don't maybe have as many red flags as I did it for a tour, 
Um, but when you talk about the layer one landscape, when you talk about competition, when you talk about projects that have a much lower market cap, I think I have so many gems that I would rather put my money into rather than Nexa. Also, you're buying Nexa at a very, very high price considering for the past, you know, yes, it had that big pump a while ago, but it's been pumping lately. Yeah. So like you've got a lot of people that bought up during that kind of dip that are massive profit. They're going to dump on you. Yeah. So that's another thing you have to be worried about where it's at chart wise. So I think for me, Nexa, I'm not going to say I hate it. Like I, I don't completely hate the project. I like the proof of work scalable thing. They've got some interesting things going on. But for me, because of what's going on with the price lately and the fully diluted market cap of 200 million, I'm on the sidelines. So there's their solutions. They claim that they can fix bottlenecks and bandwidth, speed and storage. What I do like is that they say that anyone can join the network and earn Nexa for doing so. But again, there's just so many different projects that are doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, if everybody's so hype on uh, sending money around to each other, what about Casper? Yeah. And why don't we just all use that? There's a lot. Or use Bitcoin. There's a lot of things. Or like there's so many other projects that are proven. I don't think this one really warrants the fully diluted market that it has. Yeah. And there's a lot of we will, we will, we will on the website. Which I'm, not, of, I'm yeah. not a big fan of. So for me, I'm on the silence for that one. I'm not going to say I'll, you know, I hate it or anything, but for me, yeah, it's just it's a chill on the silence for now. I'm chilling on the sidelines with this one too. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not going to touch it. No, no. All right. So the third and final super trendy Twitter altcoin. This one has actually been a trendy Twitter altcoin for a long time now. This is one that I've seen ever since I really started getting into crypto Twitter over the past like two or three years. It's Trius. Mm. So Trius was, I think it was one of the biggest altcoin pumps of the last bull run. That thing went from like, you know, a tiny sub $1 million market cap. It pumped like, I don't know, thousands and thousands of percent. If you look at the chart, it's crazy. We'll pull the chart of the Trias chart up on the YouTube show right now. You see it. It had one of the most epic pumps. Because yeah, they have an old token and a new token, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it had one of the most epic dumps. <laughs> and that, that, ha that happened. Yeah. It's had two massive pump and dumps. Yeah. So, you know, you look at that and people, and now it's just, it appears like it's dead. Although yeah. it's been making a little bit, making some moves lately. Um, so what is Trius? Trius is another layer one blockchain, of course. Um, so this one, it's interesting because it's, it's all about trust, audit, auditing, and security, which are things that we talk about in the show as narratives that we like. You know, we talked about ALEF zero, right? Which is like privacy, scalability, or scalability trust, all that kind of stuff, security. Um, Trius is kind of doing that in a different way, but they're very well connected in China. And they do have some partnerships over there and they have been building over in China, um, which we can kind of talk about and their team's interesting. So... Maybe Trius is is a little bit different and maybe is not quite as, as as thumbs down as the other two. I like Trius a little bit more. One thing that caught my eye was how they do solve the trust issues and it kind of reminds me of Orai, Orai Chain and what they're doing. Right. Um, so with Trias, you can root trust into the machines before the machines kind of do what they're doing and then you right. prove whether or not they are um, trustworthy or not. So they're building that into, into the machines, which I like. Yep. So a ride chain will protect you after everything's built. Trias is trying to do it before everything is live. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I do like that a lot. I do also like that they're fueling industrial client innovation globally. That is their, their goal. I think attracting in industrial institutionalized players is going to be where the big money is going to be made, not from the retail. Yep. In um, saying that, they're competing against a ton of other enterprise-focused blockchains out there. Right. You know, like a Casper, for example who's already with the World Economic Forum, IBM, and all these other ones. So there's a lot of adoption that other ones are already seeing. If I'm an institutional player, why am I not just going to one of these other 100 layer ones that exist? 
For sure. The layer one landscape and competition is always going to be a lot. Um, one of the, th some other things, some interesting things. So Trias, 70 team members, 50 engineers, 20 PhDs on there. They have offices in Beijing, Guangzhou, Tokyo, 40 plus patents. I like that. That's impressive. Like this is legitimate team. You can see who these people are. You can see the experience they have. So they have a great team. That's a green check mark for me. They're helping a smart city in China build with secure blockchain power grid. I like that. Uh, they actually have an ecosystem. You go to the website, they yeah. have an ecosystem. They have projects launching on the Trias blockchain. They have um, Triathlon, which is a launch pad. They have Tusima, which is privacy financial infrastructure for blockchain, a layer two. Then they have Triathlon, which is what you were kind of talking about, contract detection powered by AI. Yeah. So I like that. They have an ecosystem. It's at its very beginning. Three projects officially launched on Trias. There's some things that are happening here, which is kind of, which is probably why the token's been making a little bit of moves lately. The AI aspect, China narrative, mm -hmm. there's a few, you know, the fact that they have this massive team with actual degrees and the stuff that they're trying to build, you know, I, I quite like that. Mm -hmm. The architecture I also like as well. So they have this thing called Leviathan, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, I think, Leviathan. Yeah. It's a consensus algorithm so similar to Hashgraph or DAG. So that's the underlying layer for the public chains. Mm -hmm. uh, then they have Prometh, which is traceable and verifiable general software development. And MagCard, a self-defined consensus strategy for high-order enterprise dApps. Yep. The, ar the architecture is also really good as yeah. well. So it's not just fluff. You know, they're, they're putting things out there. They're developing. They're growing. For sure. Um, it's interesting. So they have a $33 million fully diluted market cap right now. Uh, the token's around three, just over $3. But as, as we said, it pumped all the way over $25 last bull run. So am I going to buy it now? I, I think maybe this could be, this is on my watch list now. I think Trius is firmly on my watch list. You know, if there, if there is a significant dip, it could be a time to get in for me. Um, it's interesting. The project is doing different things. It has partnerships. It has an ecosystem. It has a ton of support on Twitter or X. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to put Trius on my watch list. I'm not going to ape in right now because I think it's up like 200 and something percent over the last maybe six months. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some enough interesting things going on and legitimacy to the project that I'd say this is one that I'm going to be watching. There are a few claims out there that people tend to point to because I wanted to, you know, see what these Twitter accounts talking about. Yeah. One of them is uh, the partnership with parent company Huawei. Huawei is a massive tech company, mm -hmm. right? But it's the parent company is Okta Innovations and their privacy computing solution has passed a test certification by Huawei. Right. So it's one of those partnerships. <laughs> There's no association at all. Yeah. You know what you always That's have... That's like saying they partnered with Certic and Certic did the audit of their blockchain. Or like when, when uh, projects are partnered with Amazon because they use AWS for hosting. Like yeah. that's a very common one. Yeah. Or like, oh, partner with CoinMarketCap. We're listed on CoinMarketCap. Yeah. Yeah. You always have to be critical of partnerships on crypto uh, companies' websites because sometimes it's all fluff. Um, here's another thing. Uh, they claim that they have a yen stablecoin license, the goal to issue yen stablecoins. So there's this thing. The Chinese government is using it. I see that all the time too. Oh yeah. China's CBDC development is primarily governed by government controlled big companies rather than being open to enterprises. So we currently do not participate in its development. Yeah. This is official from their founder and whatnot. Right. But a few of our big use cases are getting ready for connecting to it. So it's like people are playing into the fact that this could be used by the Chinese government. Yep. Chinese government is not using it. No, I mean, I can't imagine the Chinese government, communist government, going and partnering with a company like this. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So there's a, a lot of things I do like about this. A few things I don't. Yeah. I saw a spelling mistake I didn't like um, on their website. They had like a small C instead of a large C. Okay, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's. Uh, I'd say out of the three, it's probably the one I like the most from a market cap, what yeah. they're doing, yeah. team, yeah, more legitimacy, um, interesting. I, I mean, I think just the fact that they they are well connected in China. I mean, we've talked about you know money flowing in from China and Hong Kong into crypto, so you know there could be an angle there. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to probably put Trius on my watch list. See how they do. See if there's dips. Maybe get in on a huge dip, but um, I'm not going to buy it right now. And the other two, I'm just not buying. When you look at the previous two absolute massive pumps yeah. and how the charts kind of bottomed out in accumulation phase right now it could be an interesting time to yeah put a few it in could pump again it could but then i look at like their token and how only it's like 16 is in circulation right now so there is a thing it's apparently coin market cap and coin gecko aren't updated okay. so apparently it is nearly 95% in circulation in circulation. Okay. So yeah, it says only 16% in circulation, but, but when you, I was looking I'm into ha- it on I Twitter, like this. this is why yeah, we do these episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you look into it on Twitter, all the hardcore guys say, no, there's, it's a massive error. It's nearly, it's 98% in circulation. They haven't updated it yet. So okay, good. Because when I was going through the tokenomics, there's a lot that went to like seed investors, foundation mm-hmm. team. I mean, it's been around for long enough that you'd think that there'd be close to hundred percent of circulation, right? Exactly. So that is something that we'd like to get cleared up. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's one that's going to be on the watch list. Hey, if there's any other trending Twitter or X altcoins that you see all over your feed and you want us to do a deep dive into like this, leave them in the comments and make sure to subscribe for that episode. I promise we will eventually reveal the secret app that we are using behind the scenes to help us identify a lot of these projects. But hey, make sure you tune to the next episode. That one is going to be a banger. views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only